The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Guns up, giddy up, happy 4th of July, Wolfpack. This is the Failure to Stop Last Call episode. It's Last Call Wednesday, the show that brings you something else to talk about over the weekend, over this 4th of July holiday, other than the job. Gives you something else. Uh, Listen, I don't claim to be a journalist. I never have, never will be. We do five shows here on the Failure to Stop Podcast Network. So we like to give a little bit of everything to the first responders who have to be all things to all people. And so that's why we have a little bit of comedy on Mondays, true crime on Tuesdays. We have Last Call, which is everything else in the news on Wednesdays. Thursdays, we have Comm Center, all the uh, horrific dispatch and breaking down all the uh, dispatch audio and 911 audio to all the major cases. Pretty entertaining. It's a call-in show as well. It's great. Uh, kind of bridges that gap between law enforcement and the dispatchers. Uh, and I think you'll learn that dispatchers might be a little bit more first responder than you thought. Then we have Fridays, which is our case breakdown, our big serious show. But last call is all about something else to talk about other than dead babies and domestic violence. And today's 4th of July, and it's just me. I don't have dead leg. He's off today, uh, spending that time with his family, as I will be here as soon as this episode is over. And uh, I just wanted to to make it a, a special 4th of July. And there's a lot of things. I almost was going to save this particular episode for Patreon But here I am. I thought, you know what? No, I'm going to do it on 4th of July because failure to stop lands on the morning after 4th of July. 4th of July being Tuesday. This show comes out on Wednesday. Um, And so I thought no better time than Wednesday to release this style of episode. So I'm going to bring it to you. But today's show, first and foremost, is brought to you by MyBookie.com. Promo code there being Wolfpack. Now, we've partnered up with MyBookie.com. Uh, for an exciting summer in July. And I'm not talking about like degenerate gambling, all right? I'm talking about having fun, placing a couple of bets. You know we all do it in the squad rooms, in the firehouse, in the back of the me wagon. You know you guys are placing little ridiculous bets on these fights. Everybody's doing it. Got your little, I mean, maybe, maybe everybody. I mean, there's some people out there that are like, nah, you know, too too cool for school. But a lot of us, you know? I bet you so-and-so is going to win. Or I bet you what color shorts. You know, I, Listen, I've lived in the locker room. This is a, this is a safe space for street cops and for, for the EMS frontline workers. There's no place for supervisors on this podcast. You guys have sold your souls already. You can't admit that you, that you gamble here and there and have a little fun with the boys. But us real street cops, us real hard workers – uh, we're doing a little betting. And so we've, we've teamed up with uh, mybookie.com. We're going to be doing some really fun bets, uh, entertainment bets mostly. Going into that, we got the two big fights uh, coming up. We've got one uh, the Saturday after the 4th of July here coming up. And then we've got one on, on, the, on the last part of July. And so here on the Failure Stop podcast channel, we, uh, I, have d- I have personally given uh, out of the funds that, well, I guess maybe it's you've given us because of all your Patreon memberships, which by the way, guys, every single day, more Patreon members, you guys are really digging 
that extra content um, with those cool interviews. I've got Officer Daniels coming on too. By the way, right after the Fourth of July, really excited about that guy. Is so funny, such a comedian. Um, but because of all that money, because of the paid YouTubes, because of advertisers like my bookie and GhostBed um, and Manscaped and and all the other ones. Uh, we're able to, I'm able to give each member of our team $100 to bet on these next two fights. So if they want to do $50 a fight, sure. If they want to go $100 a fight, we're going to be doing some entertainment bets. But if you want to get in on these bets, uh, get in on our Discord or get off with us on social media. Uh, but we're going to go really hard this month on having a good time. Uh, betting on some of these fights. So mybookie.com forward slash Wolfpack. Uh, the whole month of the number. If you want to get in on some of these entertainment bets, like what color shorts are they going to be coming out to? How long is the national anthem going to be played? And I'm going to be really going hard on it, like investigating and learning all these things because we all know I don't really sports all that much. Uh, but uh, I'm going to try to give you the best information I can to see how long these things are. Like how many times the, the same... <clears throat> Or ring girl goes back and forth, all those things. So get ready for that. Head over to mybookie.com in the meantime. Use that promo code Wolfpack and get you an account set up and get ready. And you can bet right there with us. It's going to be fun. But uh, mybookie has a whole bunch of different stuff out there um, right now. So really cool stuff. Uh, and I think it's just going to be fun. We're going to do it in a healthy way. So go to mybookie.com forward slash Wolfpack. Also, we have GhostBed back, which has got that 50% off GhostBeds right now for the 4th of July. Beds made in the good old USA. USA. I'm about to leave out of town for the 4th of July. And so I've already packed my GhostBed pillow, which is a must. You got to get that that mattress, of course, the adjustable base, yada, yada. We all know about that, right? If you're in the market for a new bed, you know, if you're, you're having problems with mental health or mental issues or lack of sleep, before you go and spend in a whole bunch of money on medications and all those things just try, just try to get a good night's sleep first try a little bit of exercise a little bit of stretching but most importantly try a good night's sleep and you can't have a good night's sleep on a shitty bed get you a real bed get you a bed that sleeps so good it's scary go to ghostbed.com forward slash wolfpack and get you that bed but right now you can get two free pillows um, and I love the pillows because it's my teddy bear. I'm in a, a different hotel room almost every week, weekend. I sleep somewhere different every other weekend. And, uh, and so the ghost bed pillow is like a little taste of home for me. Uh, those two pillows are my son. I'm glad that they added the two free pillows in it. And I think they did that because of, of the wolf pack. Cause I've gotten you guys so boned up on those ghost bed pillows, those cooling sheets. Mm, yes go to ghostbed.com forward slash wolfbag um that's enough of that let's jump into today's show and uh, i'm gonna keep it short today because it's the day after fourth of july a lot of you guys took today off a lot of you guys are spending time with the family maybe you're driving back maybe you're in the car and if you're in the car now is probably the time you can take your headphones out and just play this for the kiddos in the back play it for mama sitting right next to you i'm gonna keep it clean today i'm gonna keep it clean i'm gonna keep it kosher because I got a message. I'm going to get on a little soapbox here for a minute. Talk to the family. I mentioned this last episode briefly. <clears throat> Most of the time this show, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, is more news-based. Like We go into all the news and the newsy stuff. But this is a little special. It's a 4th of July special. I'm a big family guy. I'm big on the family. I think our country suffers from a lack of family first. <clears throat> I think we lack a those family first values and the news that we read every Wednesday, though it may be depressing a lot of times, 
And it is starting to look like the world is falling into some kind of a collapse. We got, we're on the verge of World War III. We're on the verge of a financial collapse. The housing market's doing all sorts of wonky things right now. We've got unexplained fires. We've got smoke drifting all around. We've got balloons and UFOs. A lot of confusion. A lot of confusion and chaos, it seems. <clears throat> and I think a lot of that is due because a lack of family values. We talk about school shootings. We talk about uh, mass shootings and everything. A lot of these characters come from broken homes, divorced families. We make excuses about it, too. We like to make excuses about the whole divorce thing, too. You know, divorce is at an all-time high in the United States. It's because we're not looking for love. <clears throat> we're looking for somebody to keep us busy. It's all about us. It's all about me. I want to talk about those who have family and those who don't. <clears throat> a lot of these influencers, and I'm sorry that my throat is all clogged up. It's early in the morning. A lot of these influencers... I don't know who they're talking to. I don't know who David Goggins is talking to. I don't know who Jocko's talking to. I don't know if it's the younger generations, if it's the older generations. I'm not sure. But they're not talking but they're not talking to the family man. And if they are talking to the younger generation that doesn't have a family yet, they're not talking about preparing them to have a family. I don't, I'm not shitting on David Goggins by any means. I'm not shitting on Jocko by any means. I love those guys. I listen to them a lot. But I think I think some of us have been duped. Not on purpose. They didn't mean to, to dupe you in any way. But we've been duped into thinking that influencers, that we, that we need to be influenced by making ourselves our best. But we miss the point of you can't be your best if you don't have love and if you don't have family. And so when you're chasing these my best dreams and you're really chasing your passions and your dreams, but you're not chasing the one thing that can complete you, which is love and which is family, then you're being set up to die a very lonely death. The disciplines that they talk about, those are forever disciplines. They can be. They can be forever disciplines. But what about the forever discipline of love and family? Where does that fall in? And a lot of people, myself included, at one point in time, was so obsessed with being my personal best that my kids weren't being their personal best. I was more focused on being a great cop. I got officer of the year one year it's a pretty cool award officer of the year at seven out of 700 comps that's really cool i was physically fit and i was doing crossfit i was working out two times a day with my partner red we were doing some two days i was doing some cool fancy dieting with a ranger buddy of mine chance hardcore dieting i had the good abs man i was looking real good it's looking really good. And the sex life was great, too. My wife were banging it out. We kept having kids. We're up to five kids now. And all those things were going great, but my children weren't that great. My son was consumed by video games at four years old. Temper tantrums to the point that my wife had to call me while I was at work because she couldn't take the game away from a four-year-old. My wife's not a very big person. 
think she's borderline a midget. I, I think if you took a couple of inches off of her, she would be legally a, uh, a midget or little person, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but a four-year-old, she couldn't control a four-year-old. And so she had to call me home and I had to come home from work. And I had a child who was still like, it took me like 45 minutes to get home. And there's a child still wailing and throwing stuff against the wall out of control, four-year-old, over a video game. And that was the point I knew I was, I was messing up. I was screwing up, man. I, I was so focused on court. On my days off, I would, I would spend my time mowing my yard. My lines were perfect. I used a push mower for two acres. Because you couldn't get perfect lines with a riding lawnmower. A riding lawnmower, by the way, would I could finish my whole yard in just under an hour and a half. Spend another hour weed eating. I'm in and out, whole yard done, two and a half hours. I was spending up to four hours with the push mower. Because I wanted the straight line. So my days off, I got up early. I worked out. Came home around nine after my workout. My, listening to Jocko listening to David Goggins, pushing myself, getting out there about 11 o'clock on the lawnmower, shirt off, sweat running down my chest, my abs glistening in the sun, pushing a lawnmower in the perfect straight lines, making sure my blades of grass are all correct, discipline that they preach, just discipline the attention to detail. I had it all on my day off too. I'd run inside, my smoking hot wife, and I'm not kidding. A lot of people say smoking hot wives, and to be honest with you, we know they didn't marry him for their looks, for sure. And that's okay, though. We're glad that they, they say that. It's nice. It's a nice thing to say. But I, when I say my wife's smoking hot, I mean, go look at my Instagram picture. She's pretty damn cute. And I'd go inside and have that lemonade and the lunch on the table. And the family would sit at the table for lunch, kind of, you know. I'm sweating, checking my phone real quick. Seeing if I'm I'm being called into work, really, you know, and uh, my my only thing is I'm thinking about getting back out to my yard, and I go back out to my yard, finish it up, weed eat the whole nine yards. I'm done by one o'clock in the afternoon. Now I'm hot, smoked. I feel good about myself because I push myself. Even my lawn mowing session was a workout, so I've had basically two workouts in the day. I go and I take a nice cold shower. You know, following my Joe Rogan protocols, shocking my body and my systems. I'm doing all the things that the influencers tell me to do. I'm out of the shower by 1.15, 1.30, and I'm super tired and exhausted. And it's too hot to take the kids outside. They don't want to go outside and play. So I go in their rooms and I join them in a video game. And I would join them in the video game, but I'm not really interested in video games. And then I get kind of frustrated why don't my kids have the same discipline I do? Shut the game off, kids. What's going on? Why, why are your drawers hanging out like that? Why are they a mess? Come on, guys. Come on. You're better than this. Let me, let me show you how to fold some clothes. Come on, guys. Where's, where's the discipline in this household? We'll put the game back on, Dad. We'll put the game back on after you clean your room. And then they clean their room. And, Dad, can you check my room? No, your room's not good enough, son. There's no discipline in this room. It's a, a rack. It's a heap. What is going on? Oh, come on, guys. Who had the glass of orange juice and just left half of the orange juice? Do you know how much orange juice costs, son? Do you know how much orange juice costs? 
Go in there and finish your warm orange juice. You should have drank it when it was cold. No, go put your cup in the sink. You don't put your cup there on the table. Put your cup in the sink. Now it's 2.30 in the afternoon. Dad, are we good? Is it good? Is my glass clean? Can we go back to playing video games? Is your room clean? Is it up to the standard that I want it? Yes, it's up to the standard. Please, can we go back to playing video games? Let me check. I mean, it's not great, but it'll work. We play the video games for another hour. Now it's 4.30. Now, hey, get cleaned up. It's time for dinner. I want everybody at the table. It's time for dinner. Get cleaned up. Well, just one more round, Dad. One more round. Okay, one more round. And then dinner happens. And then we might sit down for a movie or maybe just the mom and I want to get a babysitter for the night. We go out for a cocktail on our own. And that's it, man. That was it for my life as a cop. And it wasn't until... It wasn't really until I opened up my own business and I really started living the life that Jocko and and uh, uh, Goggins and all those guys they had to live that I actually started learning what the what, what it really was like and what life was really like. And I realized very quickly that those guys' lives, if I live to what they said, if I live my life with their energy. I was going to be a pretty lonely guy. And I listened to all those things, right? The Gary Vaynerchuks. I kept listening and I knew I had to start my own business. I wanted to be not an influencer. I wanted to be an anti-influencer, to be honest with you. I wanted to be a business owner. I wanted to start my, I wanted to get away from working for the man. I wanted to believe in myself. I wanted to go for the gold, man. Be all I can be. Yo, Jocko it up, baby. Goggins it up reading all the quotes. I'm going to do it. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to start the hardest business there is. I'm going to get into the distilling in North Carolina, the Bible Belt. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fight the man. I'm going to fight the police system. Nobody can tell me no because I'm grinding. I'm on that grind. I'm up at 5 a.m. writing my business plan. I'm on that grind. 5.30, I'm in the gym on that grind. 6 o'clock, I'm in roll call ready to do work, putting bad guys in jail. I'm on that grind, baby. Going back to the gym before I go home from work and then I get home from work and my uniform is nasty and I've been covered in the blood and the guts, cleaning the asphalt out of my kneecaps and my elbows from tackling people on the streets, on the main streets, you know, putting my clothes directly into the wash machine so that there's any chance of fentanyl powder or some kind of leftover crazy drug or bed bug is on my clothes. I'm doing all of these things, man. All the things that they told me to do. And then I get my business open and I'm working. I'm on that grind doing what doing what I'm seeing on the social medias. And I'm up at six in the morning. I'm getting my workout in still. I'm headed to my 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 business that I'm building. And I'm getting the paint out and I'm painting the walls and I'm building the things. And the wife comes up and she brings me the the, the lunch and I kiss my kids and I do an Instagram reel with my kids and I hand my kids a paintbrush and I tell them to pretend like they're painting the walls so I can show the people that it's a family business and that the family's really involved and that it's family first values. 30 minutes later, my wife goes home. I'm still working. I'm still on that grind. I'm doing paperwork by four or five in the afternoon. I'm going on a little evening run. I come home. I shove dinner in my face. I go back. I start the stills. I make the liquor. I bottle till two in the morning. I 
catch a nap in the office. It's four or five in the morning. I get back up. I get my workout in. I drive home. I have breakfast with the family. I make an Instagram reel with the family because it's family first. And I disappear. And I did this over and over again for about two months until mentally I was broken. My kid was a was a dirtbag. My kid was at home on a on a video game. He was being mean to his baby brother at the time. My wife was crying because we had no money. My wife was at home getting into the liquor bottles at 3 o'clock in the afternoon while the kids are going to sleep. And I come home to a wife who's passed out 8 o'clock at night. The kids are playing video games. There's no dinner on the stove. I check on my wife. Her breath smells like alcohol. I know she's been drinking. She didn't have a drinking problem before that. My kids' room's a wreck. It's a total mess, filth. There's no dinner, as I already said. That's always important to me. And I realized, that what, what am I doing, dude? What am I doing? And it all hit me one night, man. It all, that, that night, it just it hit me, man. What am I doing? I'm doing what these influencers tell me to do. Why? So I can be great? So I can build this great Gary Vaynerchuk brand? It has all the things that people want to hear. Family first values, this, that, and the third. I want to be officer of the year at the same time. These washboard abs. For what, dude? For a hot wife? It was so fucking bored and so upset at the lack of money that we have. Because I'm putting all my money, right? Because that's what the influencers say to do. You got to go all in. And until you go all in, until you hit rock bottom, you don't know, baby. You don't know. You haven't been all in. Wait until you dedicate your whole life to something. Yeah. It was working out, man. My brand was doing good. And there was money coming in at the time. What is that? What, what was it getting me? Where was it? Where was I going with all of it? To have a wife who's upset and depressed already? And in, in her low 30s, in her young 30s, she left her career as being a, a teacher at NC State. She left her, her, her dreams and her goals of, of getting some kind of doctorate because we had two kids and, and I didn't... And I was run. I was trying to start my own business, and that was the only way that we could do it. You know, on Christmas that Christmas, we didn't have enough money uh, for food and for for groceries. Not because there wasn't any money, but because I was getting hit with wastewater allocation fees and all these other bills from the distillery, and it was part of the grind. And I, I got on the social medias, and I was like, you know, you're all in. I'm here. I am taking stakes back to the lows, and I'm going garage sailing for the toys. What it all comes down to, it was all about me, 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 me. But I'm sitting here on my social media saying, like, drop your ego. Get rid of your ego. Go all in. Talking like these Jockos and these David Goggins guys. I'm going to read you some of their quotes here in a minute. We're going to do it in a different style. And again, please don't think I'm shitting on these guys because I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for guys like that being motivational and inspirational but I think we as a people are so simple-minded that we're not looking at the totality of what they're talking about now I don't know what their family lives are really like or if they have one I'm not sure that David Goggins has a family life I haven't seen much evidence of one I don't know much about Jocko's other than what he's posted on the social media webs and I'm not going to judge him but I know that my family life by obeying what they were saying was garbage I wasn't podcasting yet I was never going to be a podcaster either. That was something the drinking bros blessed me with, which was a total surprise. But I wasn't happy. 
I was I was grinding. I was too busy to be unhappy. I was working so hard that my demons were too tired to fuck with me. I didn't have time to think about any kind of PTSD or depression because I was on that grind, baby. So I was doing good in that sense. I didn't have any problems with alcohol. I didn't have any problems with my diet. I wasn't addicted to video games. I wasn't addicted to uh, monster energy drinks and all these other things that, that used to keep you know me awake as a cop. I was, I was doing good. I wasn't drinking any sodas. I was doing good, but I was doing good. My family wasn't doing good. Instagram didn't know that, though. I was following another influencer at the time, Danny Dixon. And I, and I wanted to be Danny Dixon. I'm wearing a Danny Dixon shirt right now. And he was started out making clothes in his apartment. Man, I was all in. He has a beautiful wife, man. Two awesome-looking kids, man. California dreaming. Going all in. Going all in. Selling everything. And I'm moving to, to Arizona. Got to give it all up. I got to tear myself down to bring myself back up. And he made it wildly successful in just a short amount of time. At least that's what it appeared to me as a short amount of time. And all of a sudden, millions of dollars start rolling in. They're on that grind. I'm up at four in the morning, he says. He's building the house of his dreams. You could have all this too if you go all in. I was living in an apartment. Look at me now. And he's buying the four-wheelers and the extreme dirt bikes. And his kids were on dirt bikes. And his kids are into hockey. And he's buying them all the hockey gear giving him all the life that he didn't have. And he's doing all these things. And I'm like, man, Danny Dixon, he's doing it. I'm right behind him too. I'm right behind him too. I'm messaging him. I'm messaging his wife. You know, I'm, I'm telling my wife to look at what his wife's doing. Look at her, man. They're a team, man. They got that teamwork thing going on. See, if you team up with me and you go all in and you don't worry about your boozing and you don't worry about, you know, the kids and stuff and you go all in with me and you start showing up with me and we get on the same routine I am and get on the same diet I am, those are things that she's not passionate about. She's passionate about reading books and all these other things. But I wanted to be the Dixon family. I wanted to be these guys, man. I said, we could be rich. We could have all these things like these guys do, man. Nobody outworks us, honey. We're the, we're the best team on earth. Nobody can outwork us. If they can do it, we can do it because nobody can outwork us. Nobody can outwork me, man. I went to selection, special force assessment, selection. I got selected. I went to small unit tactics twice and I passed on my second time. The hardest school that the Green Beret Corps has. And I had to do it twice and I passed. I could do anything. I'm unbreakable. I'm, I'm like Goggins, man. People didn't like me either like Goggins. Instead of being super fat like Goggins, I was super scared. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm that guy, honey. I'm that guy. Trust me. Trust the process. Don't rush the process. I'm, I'm repeating all of these things that the Gary Vaynerchuks and all these guys, they say I'm saying it to her, trying to get her to follow my same path. And all these things are starting to, I'm pretending like they're happening. I'm social mediaing as if they're happening. Look at my wife. She's in here bottling with me. She's on that grind. Look at my wife. Look at my kids over here. They're on that grind. They're babysitting each other. Hey, put those phones down really quick and act like you're doing something. But all the meanwhile, all they want to do is, I don't want to be here. I want to go back. Can we have a screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, take the screen. Be quiet. Go over there. Mom and dad are bottling. Mom and dad are grinding. You see mom and dad over here grinding? Go back to your screens. And then Danny Dixon and his wife split up. And all of a sudden, all of this love, all of this, my smoking hot love, all of the Instagram posts that he posted every day about being on that grind, about showing me how perfect his life was, dancing with his wife late at night. Oh, it's late at night. We're dancing in the kitchen. We're in love and we're rich because we're on that grind. Now they've 
Now they're divorced and it's ugly. And I'm getting to see it firsthand. I'm seeing the pictures he's posting with a floozy in Vegas with her thong. Yeah, look at this girl. I'm worried about me. I'm worried about my mental health. It's me time. I spend so much time giving in to my wife and my kids. It's about me time. These are real posts that this guy was making. Look at this thong. Look at this girl, this floozy in Vegas with her thong on. Knowing damn well that her kids could, his kids could see that one day. So all of a sudden, this magic moment, this thing that I had been trying to get, it wasn't even working out for him. And that's when I knew. When the totality of it all, my wife smelling like booze in the middle of the night, passing out while my kids are still up playing video games, my kids being complete losers, fighting with each other. They got loser haircuts. They've got loser tennis shoes on and, and matching shirts that every kid in the, the private preschool that we had them in at the time was wearing. They were just like everybody else. We were just like everybody else. We're on that grind. But there was no family first value whatsoever. It was all extreme bullshit. Extreme ownership had turned into extreme bullshit. I was owning a facade. I was owning what I thought was the right thing. I, what I thought these influencers, I thought I was doing everything. I had made checklists. I had made the books. You know, if they said that I needed to make a whiteboard and put my goals on it, I put the whiteboard up and I put my goals on it. They said I had to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I did all those things, man. I did all those things, and it was all bullshit. It was all bullshit. It was all garbage. My business was, was, was good, though. It was making some good money. And I had a talk with myself. I went back to what the influencer said, and I'm going back in my mind. I'm saying, where do I go wrong, man? What is going on? This, this sucks. I'm embarrassed, dude. I can't, I can't have my wife being a boozer, a boozer loser. I can't have my kids being game nerd losers while I'm just trying to reach for the top. And it was around the 4th of July that this all hit me because I went to, to the 4th of July with the family, and I'm talking to the family about all the things that we're doing all the cool shit that's going on in our lives, but I'm not telling them about the, the booze. And I'm not talking about my, my kids being all up on them video games. And to be honest with you, my kids were like nobody at that 4th of July anyway. They were stuck on the screen still. So I, then I just kind of decided that what if I took what these influencers are saying and instead of putting I, what if I put family into what they were saying? What if I start living that way? Let me tell you what happened. You kind of see what happened because nothing that's been in the last three years has been fake at all. I've actually been more real than I've ever been in my entire life the last two or three years. I've been myself 100%. Say whatever I want to say and I do whatever I want to do and it's fine. And I think it's, it's I can say that because I know at the end of the day if I get canceled on here, if I slip of the tongue, if I say something I shouldn't have done, if I fuck up in society, it's okay because my family life is squared away. And it's really squared away. If you don't know me or you're tuning in for the first time, you're locked on this. My kids are all sponsored skateboarders and they're not even, they're not even 11 years old yet. My eight-year-old's in a skateboarding magazine this month. My 10-year-old's been in a skateboard magazine a couple of times already. My kids are sponsored by some of the, the coolest brands in the industry. My kids get to meet people like Tony Hawk. They're, they're skating contests. Uh, the same contest that, that Tony Hawk and the Bucky Elastics and those guys are skating. 
they got a shot at real life. They're going. They're 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 great great skateboarders. They have a podcast that's crushing. And so my family life is squared away, and I know that no matter what happens with all this bullshit, I can go broke tomorrow. It's fine, man. My my family is down right now, dude. You can put my family in a van. We're down. We got a nice little fifteen hundred square foot house on three acres, two acres. We've got ramps, front yard, backyard. We got forts, trampolines. We're happy, man. We don't need the big giant mansion and the boats and the four wheelers and the dirt bikes. We don't need all the expensive shit. I'm squared away. My family is down. And that's because I decided to take all of the advice that the influencers gave me. And I just started to put it into my family. I didn't have a talk with my wife. I didn't have a talk with anybody. I didn't get on the social media webs and say, today I'm going to do this. Hold me accountable. I didn't do any of that bullshit. I just started living the life. I just woke up and I decided I fucked the business. Fuck that extra dollar. I'm sorry. I said I wasn't going to cuss. And I want to go back to being a family man. I'm going to get my family right. My, my family life right. And when I get my family life right... My life has never been better. It just hasn't been better. And I'm so sad when I look around and I see so many people that don't have their family lives right. When they're not investing as much into their children as they're investing into their personal lives and their personal careers. When they're out there looking for that personal growth, looking for those six board abs, trying to get promoted in some kind of political seat, trying to become teacher of the year, trying to become principal, trying to become the chief of police, trying, trying to become uh, the corporate CEO, <clears throat> vice president, senior vice president of the bank, whatever it is, when they're so focused on that that they forget about their family life and their family life sucks. When they've got the six-pack abs but their kids are 40 pounds overweight. So what I wanted to do today is I wanted to read some of the same quotes that I read and how much more powerful they are when you add family into them. And this, these are some quotes. This is, some, this is from David Goggins. He says, you are in danger of living a life so comfortable and soft that you will die without ever realizing your true potential. And I changed that to you are in danger of ruining your kid's life because you've chosen to be so comfortable and so soft that they will die without ever realizing their true potential. That's powerful, man. You're in danger of losing your children's life because you yourself are so comfortable and you're so soft. And you'll die that they will die without never knowing their true potential. They will they will die being video gamers. They will die in a cubicle working for the man because they were too afraid to dream to follow their dreams and their passions without fear, without the same fear I have. See, I can do all the things I'm doing. I can take all the chances that I'm doing, building new studios and taking these chances now, not because of me, not because of my ego, not because of social media, and that's going to grow me. But I can do those things now because I have zero fear that my family will not be okay. My family is always going to be fine because we are so strong and united together. 
I am best friends with my 10-year-old. I am best friends with my 8-year-old. I am best friends with my 5-year-old. And find me somebody out there that says my kids are pieces of shit. Find me somebody. Nobody says anything about my kids except that they are the most well-spoken and polite and gentle and kind human beings on this planet because that's what I, for the last five years, have poured into their soul. That 4-year-old I was telling you about that was addicted to video games, that was a loser to his brothers, that was just mean and angry to his baby brother is now a 10-year-old skateboarder who is the most kind, loving, gentle, polite, fearsome kid out there. Go follow him, Duke Tansy on Instagram. Go to Tansy Fam and you can look at all of them. Look at the wipeouts and the spills, the tenacity that they have. And that was all because of love. That was because I started giving love to them and really loving them and investing every time. If I was going running, they were going to go run with me. But we were going to make it fun somehow. And if they didn't want to run because my 10-year-old doesn't, my 6-year-old, we ran 6.7 miles before his 6th birthday. So at 5 years old, he and I ran because he loves it. My 10-year-old doesn't want anything to do with that shit, that stuff. And so I do other things with him for exercise. I do things with my 5-year-old. But I invest every inch of time into them. Instead of building the best and the coolest Jeep and having it ready for the Jeep show, I'd rather skip the Jeep show and spend a little extra time teaching my son how to work on it a little bit. And maybe he learns one thing about a hammer or a particular tool that I'll never forget. But it's, t- it's, it's dedicating that time to your wife, to your significant arts, dedicating that same time that you put into your six-port abs and putting into that love that you have for your wife, taking time out of your day. Instead of making that social media reel and that quote about not boosting your ego, what if you took that 30 seconds to call your wife for a second? Tell her how much you love her, how important that dinner is to you, and how that you realize that she puts so much time and energy into cooking something like that, and that you can't wait to get home. Instead of getting home and saying, what's for dinner? You're taking that 30 seconds to say, man, hey, listen, I don't know what dinner is tonight, but you're such a good cook, man, you, you, you know, or you're such a good preparer or prepper. And, and it's just, I'm so thankful for that, and, and I can't wait to get home and sit down with you and the kids and have a dinner. As a family, you talk about exercise and you're going to go try to rent, train for that marathon. Maybe instead of running the, the nine miles and checking your Strava and your time to compare it with your buddies. Maybe you turn around at the eight mile mark and you pull the kids out of the house. And you spend that last mile walking, taking a walk with the family. Taking that time out of your day, raise good kids. Here's another quote. It's a lot more than mind over matter. It's relentless self-discipline to schedule suffering into your day every day. How about this? It's a lot more than mind over matter. It takes relentless self-discipline to schedule time with your children into your day every day, into your loved ones, into your day every day. These aren't habits. These are habits, but these aren't just like short-term little goals that we've fallen out of. This is something you should be striving for every single day of your life. You should have this relentless self-discipline to schedule family time into your day every freaking day. <laughs> this quote too, denial is the ultimate comfort zone, denying that your kids aren't what they are, denying that your relationship with your wife isn't what it is. Denial is the ultimate comfort zone. I was in denial. Until I couldn't deny it anymore. Until I had to come home to my wife smelling like booze at 8 o'clock at night, passed out, snoring, and my kids awake by themselves 
at four and two years old just playing video games. Where was I? Denial is the ultimate comfort zone, man. We'll go over to Jocko really quick. I'll read a Jocko quote that I like. It says, one of the key qualities a leader must possess is the ability to detach from the chaos, the mayhem, the emotions in a situation and make good, clear decisions based on what is actually happening. That's awesome, right? When I read that five years ago, six years ago, I had to be a leader, man. That's how I became officer of the year. I had to be a leader. I had to get the rookies. I had to become a training officer. I had to be a leader. I had to be a teacher. Look at me. I'm leading by example. Look around the police department, man. Look around your own place of work. Who's cheating on who? It's rampant, man. Look at the military, dude. Every military guy I knew was fucking around on his wife, including myself. I wasn't cheating on my wife, but I was fucking around. I was going out to the bars late at night. I was flirting. I was dancing it up. I might not have been having sex and going home with girls, but I wasn't being a good husband for sure. I was boozing all that money that I was making away. You know, in denial. Oh, I'm out here saving my country. I'm out doing the Lord's work, man. I deserve to go out and party it up and drink. Think about that. What kind of leader are you? What is it? What's what's the point of being a leader in the 82nd Airborne? What's the leader in being? What's the point in being a leader in, you know, SEAL Team Four? What's the point in being a leader in Third Special Forces Group if you can't even lead your family? to a successful life, if you can't leave your family to stability, when your children are eaten up with anxieties, and they're eaten up with obesity, when you're out cheating on your wife, you know, you, you, the team leaders will talk a lot about, my buddy's on, on the SEAL, was on the SEAL teams, and he and I talk quite a bit, because we share some of the same values, and had the same down downfalls in life, and he was saying, you know, you want these leaders, you, you, you're, you trust them with your life, right? We trust each other, my team, my squad, the camaraderie. Chaco talks about the camaraderie of battle and war. It was, uh, I don't remember who was interviewing, but they asked him, what, what draws you to battle? What draws you to war, Chaco? And he goes into the Chaco boys, the camaraderie, the focus. When you're on the ground in battle and war, nothing else matters. It's the focus, you know. It's the focus, right? It's the camaraderie, the brotherhood, he goes on to say. What if you had that same passion towards your family? You wouldn't cheat on your soldiers. You wouldn't leave them behind. You wouldn't dishonor. Chaco wouldn't dishonor his SEAL members. Those are his teammates, his brothers, the brotherhood. He wouldn't dishonor them. What if we listened to Chaco and decided we weren't going to dishonor our wives, our husbands? We're not going to dishonor the names that we gave our children. The children that bear the same last name that we do. What if we decided to not dishonor our name to the point where it becomes a name like Biden or like Trump, right? Where you're going to have to live over the, con- you're going to suffer the consequences of what your family member decided to, the reputation to give your name. Now, you know, some people might say that, that that's an honor. I would rather the Tansy name carry on generation after generation of Tansies who are middle class, who are just known as, I've never met a Tansy I didn't like. Those Tansies are kind. Those Tansies are really nice people. I really like those Tansies. I mean, that, that would be the goal that I reach, right? 
<laughs> and, uh, and you know, you might say, well, well, you know, it's impossible. It's impossible to live that lifestyle, right? You know, but you're you're trying to live the same lifestyle that Jocko's telling you, the same one uh, that David Goggins is trying to tell you. It's impossible. He says there's nothing impossible. You can run forever. You can run for your day. Run till you die. <laughs> well, try until you die to make a great family. Uh, when things are going bad, don't get all bummed out. Don't get startled. Don't get frustrated. If you can see the word good, guess what? It means you're still alive. It means you're still breathing. Pour that into your family life for a minute. Things are going bad in the families. Don't get all bummed out. Get all frustrated. I took the screens away. <clears throat> I took the screens away that day, that next morning when I woke up. I was heartbroken over the situation that I put my family in. I was disappointed in the fact that I led my wife to booze it up at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and be passed out before I could get home. I was disappointed that my kids were losers sitting in front of video games. And I had to change. I, I had to implement this kind of behavior but instead of I I had to implement the we my family I had to I had to implement my family into all these motivational quotes because it's more important to me to raise incredible children phenomenal children who are going to do phenomenal things it's more important for me to raise phenomenal children who are going to remain humble and who are going to remain good decent human beings who are going to have the one wife forever who are going to love one person forever, that my daughters are going to find the man of their dreams that's not going to abuse them, that they're not going to have to seek some kind of negative attention by bringing home a shitty boyfriend just to prove to mom and dad that they exist. Because the only attention they get is, is, is when they bring home negative attention, that my kids aren't going to have to go through all that because I'm going to, I am going to relentlessly defend my family and teach them honor, and to teach them all of these wonderful, beautiful things that these influencers want for yourself. And I made those changes. And here I am on 4th of July, about to go out to 4th of July. I'm literally looking out the window of my own personal studio, 16 feet by 12 feet barn, podcast barn that we built. And I'm looking out the window at a half pipe, a three and a half foot half pipe, I'm serious. I swear to God, this is what I'm looking at right now. My five-year-old is sitting with a bowl of what appears to be cereal or maybe oatmeal. He has maybe a cup of hot tea. I don't know what that is in the glass. But he's sitting on top of a half pipe. Like I said, a three and a half foot mini ramp. My other son is putting his pads on. He's in his swim trunks. He's got no shirt on. The five-year-old's still in his PJs. That's what they're at right now. Two brothers about to get down on some skate shit together. I don't know where the third brother is, but undoubtedly I bet he's either doing some chores or, but he's not sitting on a video game. He's not being a jerk to his little brother. Maybe he's getting ready for the podcast that he's doing. Maybe he's studying for his next little podcast, getting smarter and wiser. There he is. He's got his case come down the stairs. He's got his helmet on. That's what he's doing. So he's going to skate with his two brothers. <laughs> I'm sitting right here in my studio Getting paid the same salary as I made when I was a cop, podcasting, watching my three kids right now, sitting on a ramp early, early, early in the morning, getting ready to get down on that grind and have fun with each other. And when I see parents with their fat kids that are disobedient, 
the crying at the swimming pool at the swimming pool because they're not getting their way. They're pitching a fit. Mom and dad are telling them over and over again to stop with no, with no discipline, with no action. When I see people posting stuff on the interwebs about their fitness and their physical fitness and all their their joys in life and their business goals, but we all know their kids are turds. Breaks my heart, man. I don't want that for any of the wolf pack. I don't want that for any of the cops that are listening, the first responders right now that are listening, man. If you got those fat kids, if you got turds that are disrespectful, that feel that they own a phone. You know what? My 10-year-old has a phone. That's not healthy, right? Maybe not, huh? But he only gets on it when he's supervised by me. He only posts what can be supervised by me. He can only like something that's been supervised by me, and he can only be on that phone when he is supervised by me. See, that phone isn't his phone. He'll never call it his phone. He says, Dad, can I get on the kid's phone for a minute? And when he's 15, that phone will still remain the kid's phone. He'll know that he can only use that to call me, and he'll be able to use it within reason. But I'm not, my kid won't be calling the police saying that my dad stole my phone at 13 years old. How many times have we been on that call as police officers? Mom and dad stole my phone. Parenting flaws, man. There's a lot of them out there. It's 4th of July weekend, Independence Day. And uh, I hope you guys had a good time. Maybe you went to the pool, maybe you drank it up and your kids did other things and you spent zero time as a family. You did the same thing as a family, but maybe you drank by the pool the whole time. So maybe if you're on this day off, you're on this way home, maybe you just stop the car. Pull the car over. Pull the car over at the next putt-putt. Get the kids out of the car. Leave the phones in the car. Go putt-putt with the kids. No phone, no screen. I don't need to see a picture of it. Take a picture when you're done and you go back to the car at the end. We just had the most fun playing putt-putt. Then you take your picture. I don't need to see pictures of you doing it. Maybe you stop the car at the nearest gas station that it says that they sell fried chicken. Get a bucket of fried chicken. Don't tell the fam you're doing it. Just grab a bucket of fried chicken. Pull over to the next rest stop and have a picnic. We've got to get back to these family first values. We've got to get back to going all in on our family, investing everything. Are you willing to give everything that you got to raise good children. What if I turn this into a Jocko speech, but about kids? Let me see if I can do my best in the last five minutes. Do you have the intestinal fortitude? Do you have what it takes to go all in to raise phenomenal kids who aren't trapped by a cubicle when they turn 18 years old, that they're not stuck feeding off of the education system and that they have to rely on just staying in school because they have no other skills but education, the curriculums, the systems. They have zero other discipline but what they find in the schoolhouse. And so they have no idea what their passion is or what they want to be in life, but they are forced to only go to college just so they can keep trying to figure it out and just burn all your money so you can work your nine to five and you can get your nice clean abs just so you can say that I supported my kid through college. Or do you want to go all in and give it everything you got for your kids to grow up to as a family that you know that your kids are going to be something incredible. They're going to be the next rock star. They can pick up that guitar and they can shred because you invested your time. You 
said, I could go to the gym today or I could take my kid and have them practice the guitar. I can sit with my kid and watch them practice their guitar instead of sitting on my phone and being like, uh-huh, yeah, that sounds good. Hey, can you turn that down? Can you plug your headphones into your guitar and play your guitar with the headphones in because I don't want to hear it? Maybe we sit down and we watch them play the violin and they screech the same old tune over and over again. The same jig over and over and over again, but we're in it. We're like, yeah, yeah, you got that. You got that, hunt, son. You got that, daughter. You got that. Just move your finger just a half an inch to the left. Just rotate your wrist. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go. That's an A minor, baby. That's an A minor. Everything you got, son. Let me hear a B minor next. You're not done. You're not done. You've got a B minor in you, son. What if we were that stoked and that passionate about you, what your kids are into the drawing. Hey son, get off of that video game and draw me a picture. Draw me a picture. I'm gonna sit there and watch. Come on, let me I'm gonna draw a picture with you. Let's see who does it better. Oh, come on, you got that. You don't need to erase it. No, no, no. Turn it into something great. Don't erase that mark. Don't you erase that mark. Turn it into something great. You got this. Focus. Focus. What can that no don't erase it? What can that squiggle be? What can that squiggle be? Oh, make me proud. Make me proud. Let's go. Let's go. That's what I learned. That's what I do with my children every day. I hype them up. I pull all the same passion that Jocko poured into me, the same shit that David Goggins preached to me. I do that, but I do it for my family. Honey, you look awesome. Gosh, doggone it. Look how pregnant you are. You wear that belly like a champ. I don't lie to her. She's still got that belly, but doggone it. Look at you walking around. Look at you doing that thing. The fifth child, bringing a fifth child in this awesome world. My wife doesn't drink at all now. She'll have a cocktail with me every once in a while. But she hasn't boozed it up at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We went to the pool the other day. I took a whole six-pack with me to the pool. I was so engrossed into playing in the pool with my kid, I didn't crack a single beer. Because that's not what the pool is about anymore. That's not what life's about anymore. It's not about my self-pleasures. The pool is not about that I grinded so hard and now I'm going to relax with my cocktail. No, I'm grinding so hard so I can just play with my kids. So I can splash them. I can throw them. I can help them overcome their fears to the diving board. And I don't give a shit what the other people think. I don't care if my kids are scared of the deep end for just a minute. Because I'm not trying to get them to dive in the deep end for social media. I'm not trying to get my kids to do something great on their skateboards for social media anymore. I'm trying to do something great because I want to teach them real life lessons I want to teach them about the importance of of really what it's like to work and to grind and to play and I do that together as a family what if we were so daggone as Goggins would say so daggone motivated for our families pull the car over take the day off right now take it off pick up the family Hey, honey, I got this tonight, man. I'm cooking dinner. We're going to sit out by the grill. Get the chairs out. Put them by the grill. We're going to grill as a family tonight. Have me a cold beer ready. I'm going to have a beer with my kids. I'm not saying you can't drink the beers. I can't, you can't have any life luxuries. But what I'm saying is, is it pour the kids into it. Son, you're making these steaks tonight. I want it medium rare. I'm going to show you. I'm not touching anything. Here's the timer. Here's the thing. You're going to start this grill. I'm going to walk you through it. I'm going to help you. And next week, we're going to do it again, and you're going to do it by yourself. We're going to keep going until you can grill a medium-rare steak. And you're going to fuck this steak up, I guarantee you, because I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to remind you to watch the clock. And there's no medicine that's going to help your ADHD in this moment in time. There's no riddling. You're not getting shit, son. You pay attention, and you make me a medium-rare steak. 
He's not going to. He's going to lose focus. He's going to be telling jokes to his brothers, to his mom, whatever. He's going to lose it. And you're not going to have a medium rare steak, but it's a learning moment. Son, you ruined the steak for the family because you weren't paying attention. But hey, <laughs> dude, I love you, man. And you hung in there. And like, let's get it back with the potatoes. Let's get it back with the potatoes. Don't you quit on me. You fucked up this steak. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. But we still got mashed potatoes. And you can save this in here. We can still turn it around. Don't you give up. And next week, we're going to try it again. Dad, I promise next week, I'm going to get the steak right and the potatoes right. I promise. Hey, you do the best you can. But I want I want a perfect steak. Daddy wants that medium rare steak. I mean, these are the things that I've learned to do. And everything is a teachable moment. And we homeschool and everything is a teachable moment in this household. My kids can make perfect coffee. My kids can grill steaks. My kids can make you a fire. My kids can build you a sleeping shelter. My kids can skin a squirrel. My kids can draw. My kids can play a little bit of music here and there. Uh, they can skateboard like uh, like animals. But everything is a teaching moment. My kids can tell you what the weather is going to be based on the clouds because everything is a teaching moment. You're in the car right now listening to some kind of podcast. As soon as this thing is over in the next two minutes... Maybe you just Google cloud formations and we teach our kids some cloud formations on the drive. Put your screens away, kids. Put your screens away. We're going to look at terrain features. I want somebody to find me a draw. The next time we drive by a draw, point out a draw. Hey, kids, you see those mountains over there? See how they look like a knuckle? See how they look like my fist? Let me teach you the terrain features, hilltops, valleys, spurs, and saddles, draws, and cliffs. Let me teach you some astrology. It's nighttime. We're driving home. It's nighttime. Game buddy in the car, find me the North Star. Where's the North Star? Where's the Big Dipper? Let me read you a story. Put your phones away. Let me read you a story about uh, about uh, the Oregon Trail where they had to rely on the story. Let me read you the story about Harriet Tubman and the Underground Railroad. I don't, Everything's a teaching moment. We don't have to be consumed by the screens, by the electronics. If you don't have kids yet, let this be an inspirational video to you too. Let you be inspired that uh, maybe maybe your glory days are over. Let's be real. Do you really want to be a pro football player? And if you're single right now and that's what you want in life, go for it. Go for it. But don't go looking for love. Don't put that hate on somebody else. And just know when you get older, you're going to have some trophies. You're going to have that NFL. You're going to be able to say, I did it for sure. You didn't give up. That's cool. If that's what you want, great. That's what you want, great. I'm inspired by guys like Rob Thomas. Had five kids, played for the Dallas Cowboys, and all of his kids are incredible human beings. They've done great. They've had some missteps, but they're all great human beings, and that's because he dedicated his entire life to raising those children and raising them correctly. They've got the best manners, and they work hard. They're Olympians. They're NFL football players. They're collegiate athletes. And that's because he invested everything he had. He gave everything he got, not to his own career, but to their career. He got his Super Bowl rings. He ducked right out and made it all about them. Make it all about your kids, man. Invest in your family this 4th of July. This is a weird last call episode. It's probably the weirdest podcast I've ever done. But I wanted to be an influencer today. I want to influence you to influence your children. I want to influence you to influence your wife, your loved one, your spouse, your husband. I want you to influence. I want your kids to be astronauts. I really do. I want your kids to be the next great violinist. Your kids have the potential to be absolutely great at something if you're willing 
to give it to them. If you're willing to skip out, you listen, there's single moms out there, there's single dads out there. You skip the concert. You skip the... You skip that time to yourself on the beach because life's hard. You spend that time making more teachable moments and you go all in. I mean, just ask yourself, are you going all in? That's it. Are you going all in or are you just getting by and saying, yeah, I work hard. I work hard as a single dad. I work hard. You know, it's hard. I do all the things, though. My kids are going to the schools. Are, but are you doing everything you can do to make your kid great? Are you doing everything you can do to make your kid incredible? Are you going all in? Are you really going all in? What could you be doing to make your kid better? And maybe it is that you need to lose weight because you can't be, you can't keep up with them if you're fat as fuck too. So maybe you, maybe you're not doing all you can to live as long as they are because you're not healthy. I don't know. Everybody's got a different story. Everybody's in a different walk in life, and I'm not, I'm not trying to to judge anyone. All I'm trying to do is inspire you to get motivated to do it for somebody else. Fucking diet for yourself, whatever. Bust your ass for yourself. Bust it for your family. And your family doesn't give a shit about that boat that you never take them out on because you're always working. Kids don't give a shit about that. They care about is you getting your ass on that boat with them and teaching them how to tie the boat up, how to drop the anchor. Swimming without the life vest. How to survive in that water when you're not there. Teach them what happens when daddy has a heart attack just for fun. Kids love that shit. Oh, I'm having a heart attack. You got to drive us home on the boat. Hurry. Get us home. How do we get home? How do we follow the GPS? Everything's a learning moment, man. When that happens, I promise you, you will be like me. Still broke. Still broke. Still have a shitty haircut. You know. But you'll have a love an unconditional love, an unconditional pride that when you look into your children, you say, damn, those are amazing kids. I'm so freaking proud of them. Oh, I have to show you pictures of what my kids did. I have to get on social media and show you what my kids did because I'm so proud. And then those social media posts are real. Those are real social media. That's not fake. Like I was faking it four years ago, five years ago. That's not fake. That's Man, these kids are incredible, and they're doing incredible things. Look what they just did. Listen to this song they just played on their violin. It's magnificent. Look at this drawing my son just made. It's incredible. Look at the kickflip down the three block three at nine years old. What? This is incredible. Look at the home run my kid just hit. It's because he's he was there was no screens. He was out there really poor we we put everything we could into making them great and not just great at sports because we want them to look good on social media but great as human beings how kind and polite generous because i paid attention to detail like jocko taught me to do man look at all the attention to detail look yeah they're good he's a good baseball player but look at him right there look at him look at that sportsmanship that's real sportsmanship too he's not trying to go viral He's hugging his coach because he really loves him and he really appreciates the time and the energy that coach put into it. He loves the team mom because he knows how expensive those coolie pops were and, and that she had to go out of her way to go buy the coolie pops and then she had to put them in a freezer and then she had to get a cooler and put ice in them and now she's giving me a coolie pop. Man, that's awesome. Thanks, team mom. Oh, I don't care what color coolie pop I got. I'm just thankful I got a coolie pop. Then you know when you're sitting there in that seat, you can feel what I feel right now and you can feel what I feel every day and I'm not going to lose this this isn't a diet this isn't a fad diet that I'm on right now 
This ain't some some bullshit that I'm on right now. This is real. I can't stop. I can't stop pouring my energy, waking up every day and say, okay, which one of my kids need what? What focus do my kids need from me today? Am I pushing this one a little too hard? Did I push him too hard yesterday? Did I say something? Was I not as pleased with him as I should? Do I need to reflect on myself and see what I'm doing wrong? Yeah, I need to do a little mental reflection. I should, I should probably be a little less condescending and a little bit more motivating. So today I'm going to do that. I'm doing that. But these are all the things that I was taught by Jocko and, and by uh, Goggins. But now I'm implementing them in my family life. I hope you guys have an awesome, awesome drive home from your 4th of July weekend where you, you know, maybe, you're, maybe you didn't get to have 4th of July off and you got your next day off and I hope you plan your ass off for that day off. And I hope, I don't care if this, this episode gets fucking five views, five listens. That's cool. That's fine. I've got plenty of other podcasts out there with over 50,000 downloads, you know. I don't need you to hear everything I say, but maybe there's five guys out there, five ladies out there that needed to hear this. And that's all I care about today. I care about you, man. I care about those who are willing to go all in on their family. That's my fam. That's my clique. That's that's that shit I'm on right now. It's that family shit. Real deal love. If you want what I have and you're youngster, Go out and find you a girl that treats you, right, that wants the same, that's ready to go all in for family the way you are. If she's not, that's not the one for you. Stop adding to the divorce rate. Stop stop uh, living in denial. That's what Jocko says. Denial is the ultimate comfort zone. Maybe it was Goggins. I get them all confused. Don't live in denial. Find you that girl that's wa- that wants you to pour in all of your love to her, that wants to stand by your side. My, my wife is Ride or die, dude. She's been that way since the day I met her. One hundred, always been in. It's been hard. It's been tough. She's never talked bad about me. She's never talked behind my back. She's never embarrassed me. She's never uh, been condescending to me. She's ride or die, man. Find that man that's willing to be the father to the kids that you're going to bear. Put as much work and as much pain and effort and as much pain and effort you are going to be birthing that thing. Find you a man like that that respects that, that honors that. Find you a man or a woman that's not like, oh, God, three kids? You know there's a cure to that. (laughs) Yeah, there is. I don't want a cure. The kids aren't a disease. My kids aren't a disease. Why would you say that to me? I keep having kids because I fucking love them. I love having kids. I love the grind, man. I love building up kids. It's like building Legos, man. I just want to keep going. I want to keep building great things. As long as my wife wants to do it, I want to do it too. And my wife wants to keep doing it. Don't tell me that I need to learn how to pull out. Don't treat my kids like they're some kind of disease. That's cool. I get it. We make the jokes. I'm not above that. I'm not above the jokes. I laugh it off. But if you're being real about it, kids aren't a disease. It's freaking awesome, dude. Being pregnant is not all that shitty. My, my wife will tell you she likes to be pregnant. There's something special about having something that you're going to be able to mold a piece of clay that's in there. If you if you're a potter, you want more clay. And we're potters, man. We're, we're we're potters that are trying to create wonderful children, incredible children, creating art pieces. So we got to keep making them. I mean, I think we're done at five. <sighs> I'll be honest with you. I kind of hope we're done at five. I love kids. I love it. <laughs> but uh, 
I'm going to stretch pretty thin after five, I think. But there's people out there doing it. I got a friend that has seven, and he's just as rad as a dad as any other. So it can be done. Uh, I love you guys, Wolfpack, and I, and I want the best for all of you. And mental health starts with family. It starts with a good night's sleep, of course, but it starts with family, man. It's easy to sleep when you know your family's taken care of. And money doesn't have to take care of your family. It helps. That should excite you too, right? I'm doing this for my family. And when I get home, I'm, all, I'm not working so hard for somebody that doesn't give a shit about me. I'm not working that hard so that I can be tired for my kids. No. I'm going to give it what I got for work. But I got to save some energy so when I get home, I can throw ball with my little girl. So I can kick the soccer ball with my little boy. So I can watch my little girl play the violin, watch my son blow on his flute, whatever it is in life. Go out there and find that life, man. It's the best. Until next time, guys, happy, happy weekend. We'll see you tomorrow night for Comp Center and, of course, our Friday breakdowns. Back to normal as always. Thank you, GhostBed.com and my bookie. And uh, share this with a friend that needs it. As always, guns up. Giddy up.